Well, howdy, everybody, and welcome to the YM Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Shaw. The vision of this show is to educate and engage apostolic student leaders just like you as you educate, engage, reach, and disciple the next generation of apostolic teenagers and young adults. One of the ways you can support apostolic content like this is by leaving us a star rating, a review, and more importantly, sharing this episode with a friend. Because man, we've got a great show for you today. We have the new Director of Promotions for UPCI Youth Ministries with us as our special guest. We want you to have the opportunity to get to know Kyle and his life, his ministry, his story to YM, and more importantly, to hear his expertise on social media and how to best communicate with the young people in your youth group. We're gonna talk about what's trending right now on social media and how you can create greater engagement. It's a great show. We talk about life, we talk about leadership. You're absolutely gonna love it. And so without any further ado, let's jump right into my conversation with Kyle Thayer. Well, hey, Kyle, thank you so much for being on the YM podcast today. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, you're in a new job in a new city, and uh, there are probably some people yes. are, are just going to be getting the opportunity to, to know you. So if you would, it'd be really great to kick off the show by just having you tell us a little bit about yourself, your church background, family, ministry, if you're like coffee, tea, you know, barbecue guy, like whatever it is, yeah. man, you just just introduce yourself to us. Awesome. I don't think we can do the podcast if we're not coffee fans. So Absolutely. I'm, a, I'm a huge coffee fan. I <laughs> um, wish I had some right now. So my name's Kyle. My I have a four-year-old daughter named Ariana Joy there. We like to call her Ari. And if she, if she was on here, she would be like, you can call me Ari. That's what she tells everybody. And then my wife, my beautiful wife's name is Janessa. And yes, we just moved here. We feel like it's a whirlwind, but we're excited. Um, something about me and my background, church background, I'm from a medium-sized church in uh, Saginaw, Michigan, and Brother Lehman's church, but uh, very diverse, very cultural, but a church that believes in inner city work and believes in teaching Bible studies. So that's where my background is. I was the youth pastor there. Um, my pastor threw me and my wife, and right when we got married to being youth pastor when we we're 21, and so I was youth pastor until the day we moved here. So that's, um, man, I'm getting really old. I turned 31 this year. So we, we did that almost 10 years. That's young. Uh, your, your boy, your boys turned 40 in October. So, uh, Oh, to be 31. Listen, you didn't have to say woo quite like that. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Listen, I had hair when I first started youth ministry and now I don't have any hair. So I don't have hair youth ministry. (laughs) I feel like youth ministry, like, doubles your age like yeah like it we does. did 10 years of youth ministry and it's 20 years i'm i'm actually 87 on the inside after being <laughs> a youth pastor <laughs> so true we both had hair when we started youth. we pastor. we really i had a lot of hair when when i started i was 15 years on the youth committee eight of them being youth president and then 12 as a youth uh youth pastor and then it just all fell out wow Wow. Wow. So yeah, so we were youth pastors. And then on a, a district level, when we, once again, when we became youth pastors, we also got voted in as a committee member on the youth committee in Michigan. And we did that oh, almost seven years. And then we got voted Very in cool. as youth president. So in Michigan, so that's kind of background in ministry. 
Um, actually, I had individual ask the other day, you know, hey, where'd you get your preaching experience and all your all your time kind of, you know, learning how to preach and teach? And um, it was twofold because I, I did that as youth pastor, right? That's normal. But my father-in-law, Brother Hall, was also planning a church in Michigan, and he was also evangelizing. So there would be some days that he'd be like, hey, bro, I'm not going to make it home. I need you to run service today. And so we did that quite a bit and man, you learn how to preach real cool. quick when you have an hour or two just to yeah. prepare a message. So in season yeah. and out of season. Absolutely. Now, now you've, you've moved all the way from state of Michigan to Missouri and you're living in, in St. Louis area, you know, um, you know, this is the, one of those personal questions that people are always People are always wanting to know, um, you know, the guys outside the uh, kind of outside the office, outside the suit and tie and the role. And, you know, what? how was that move? What's that move been like? Uh, what do you like about your new city? Uh, what are what are some things uh, that are that are different that that, uh, you know, moving from the north, which yeah, I mean, yeah. Michigan, you're you're almost you're almost near me. And uh, yeah. to, you know, to the Midwest, what's that what's that all been like? So I feel like maybe somebody lied to me because I thought I was moving somewhere warmer. Um, <laughs> so we, we've moved during, you know, the end of December and the beginning of January. And that, in Michigan, we know it's cold. We get a ton of snow. Yeah. So I was like, in Missouri, it's more southern. We're going somewhere warm. And honestly, it's been colder here than Michigan. It's been negative three. And so I'm, I might be a little bitter. I thought I was going to enjoy maybe a little bit warmer winters, but that's not the case but for us the transition was wild um just moving um when you live somewhere for all your life you somehow accumulate a lot of stuff and when you move you're like oh where where did all this stuff go come from and then moving with a four-year-old you're thinking like oh we can get rid of some toys and then i'm telling my daughter watched like every box that we packed up and she was like Hey, you have that toy. Hey, we're not getting rid of that toy. So we thought we're going to get rid of some stuff. But so that was probably the hardest part is uh, moving the family and what, you know, what that was for my daughter. And what's cool is Ariana thought it was an adventure. She thinks it's the coolest story. She thinks it's cool to be somewhere new. Uh, she, she says she has a second home, you know, oh, you know, this is our home in Missouri and she has a home. And so that's cool. But for us, for, you know, Janessa and I, it was a little harder because like you, we've been one place our whole life. Right. And you get used to the same church, you get used to the same people. And then one day the Lord just calls you and you're like, Oh, um, this is really hard. Like you're like, I'm uprooting my family. I'm uprooting everything I know. So that was a little difficult moving cities. What's nice though, Saginaw, we, uh, it's, it's a little rougher town. So we have like, one restaurant and that's logan's um pretty much like that's where everybody goes besides all the fast food restaurants and some other places so here the food scene is incredible so that is not bad bro the barbecue get some sugar fire is a few other places come on yeah salt and smoke is great salt and smoke that's the thing about michigan if you go to michigan and you get barbecue just don't do it no um some reason on the side of the building it'd be like Voted number one in Michigan for the best barbecue. We 
we don't it's have microwaved ribs, bro. Nobody smoked yes. anything. <laughs> we don't have barbecue. <laughs> so that is a nice. And then the coffee scene, like I said, I love coffee. And yep. so the closest coffee shop to me in my house in, in Michigan would be Starbucks. And now here there's, there's like five or six different like local coffee shops that have great coffee. So, Oh, one of my, one of my favorites, you've probably been to it already is Sump. Sump. Yes. Sump is absolutely incredible. And then you got blueprint and, and, and all that. Yes. All that kind of stuff. So yeah, even, even like a local franchise, like I think call these is like kind of like their local franchise. It's not like a huge corporate company, but, even they're good and it's just like wild that's that's so cool so you've you've undergone this massive life transition you're now the the you know the the dop of uh upci youth ministries the director of promotions what are you most kind of if we just we're gonna transition to the work talk a little bit Mm -hmm. shop talk what are you most excited about in your new role as dop the most thing i'm for me, it's it's humbling. So the one thing I'm most excited about is I get to, as a youth president, you've done this, right? You you yeah. impact on a, a state level. And this is what's so humbling is like, hey, this transition of state level to a, you know, a national level is you get to impact, you know, so many more students. And it, it's, it's really humbling because you think of like, hey, I'm creating this resources for you know, a few hundred, a few thousand in state when you're, in, you know, when I was in Michigan, now you're great in a few thousands of tens of thousands. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. and it, the fact that it's humbling, but it's also, it's exciting because you're like, wow, I get to make this impact every single day. And it, it, for me, I, I, I just told my wife the other day, it's, it's almost unreal. I, I, I don't, I have no idea that every day I get to wake up and I get to impact the youth of this great organization. It's crazy. It's an exciting time, honestly, for, for us. That's, and so, you know, when we talk to leaders and, and on my other, on my other show, uh, when I I interact with listeners, uh, one of the things they're always so interested in, uh, when they're, when we're interviewing leaders like you is, Mm -hmm. Um, how, what, what does your work look like? What is, what does your day look like? How do you have things structured? And, um, and I know this is, everything is, it's, it's as of this recording, um, we're in February, 2024. So you're just a couple of months, uh, on, on Mm -hmm. the job, probably running a thousand miles an hour (laughs) and, uh, you know, still got like socks and boxes, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, (laughs) I still have boxes in my garage for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, but, but you've, you know, people are often when they look at these roles and, and they, and they see you at like big national events on, on large stages, general conference, youth Congress. Um, you know, what's that, what's that typical day look like? What's, what's that nine to five, uh, day yeah. look like? How do you, like you said, you have this opportunity to impact so many people. Yeah. Um, how is that day structured so that you can kind of make the most of that impact? Yeah, I think for me, I'm not an organized person. Like, and this is, you're probably thinking like, Oh man, like, who did we pick or who's who's in here <laughs> but naturally i am very distracted person naturally i'm like adhd of just everywhere and so for my day one it starts with coffee we can't yep. do anything you know 
nine to five, can't do anything without coffee. But this is a habit that I have every day um, because in this position, things can creep up really quick. We have a lot of deadlines. We have a lot of moving parts, a lot of resources, a lot of events that we're planning. And not just in one year, we could be planning the next two, three, four years. That So things creep up real quick. But every day I literally open, I have the spreadsheet. This is going to sound really nerdy. I have the spreadsheet on Google Drive and it's a year at a glance. And I have, you know, 24, 25, 26. And I literally look at my whole year at a glance. And I say, okay, I have these deadlines. I have these resources coming up. I know in fe- at the end of February, I know at the beginning of February, I had this. I had, in March and April, I have this for Bible quizzing. You know, in the next month, I had this for P7. So it's like I literally every day to stay productive, stay on time, and on track, I look at a glance and say, okay, I have these deadlines. Because Ultimately, what this role looks like, the nine to five is managing these resource projects that, you know, we have coming out for a youth training event, you know, in August, you know, managing these resources that we can provide a new resource at Youth Congress, right, and provide the best, you know, event that we can do. And then also curating stuff like we're doing right now, you know, talking with Brother Shaw on this and talking with other resources like P7 coming out. So it's, for me, it starts with, pre-planning early. I like to say dream big early, you know, plan early so we can really knock things out of the park. So that, that for nine to five, that's what it looks like. But here it's funny. I'll, I'll let in a little secret. Anything could happen. Like anything could derail the day. We could have a, a surprise meeting. That's one thing that's so cool is like there, there might be somebody visiting at headquarters that they want to see and talk to people at the YM office and we're able to say, Hey, this is what we're doing today. And like really bring them in and stuff. So that's, that's one thing that's really cool. We might have a missionary in town, you know, we might have um, a children's ministry evangelist and, and like, Hey, we really want to see what the YM is doing. Oh, that's so, so cool. Office. That's so cool. So you kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, but, but stay in productive uh, and on task with so much on your plate what are what are some of that you got that spreadsheet where you're looking at that yeah. year in a glance? Um, how else would you know? Will you kind of structure your day or kind of what apps or maybe it's just calendar yeah. and spreadsheet? But but what are some things that you're finding? You know, with so many big projects, it's the spinning plate analogy. You got spinning plates yeah. in the air. How are you able to to kind of manage? all those tasks and deadlines. I think you've got an executive assistant, which is mm-hmm. probably fantastic, but, yeah. but um, what are, what are some of the things that you do as a leader to stay productive and on task? And, you know, thinking that, you know, some of these youth workers and youth pastors that are listening here, they'll be able to grab some of those principles yeah. and utilize them in their own, in their own youth ministry. For me, um, my mentor, uh, one of my closest friends to me, David Meyer, uh, teaches this principle, um, the the balancing game that you know you always hear life balance, right? Like okay, like it's kind of like almost impossible because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna work on this area of your life more this week and then work on this area of your life more next week. So I don't view it as a balancing game. For me, I view it where I'm gonna focus this week and then where I'm gonna focus next week. And for me, for keeping productivity high is I literally journal every day. So I, I sit back at the end of the day, I say, and it's a, a simple prompt. What did I do today? And I'll, I'll type out, you know, the tasks I did. 
And for me, that's twofold because that tells me, was I on task today, right? Did I get what I needed to be done today? And if I didn't, I get to self-reflect like, okay, now I know I need to do that tomorrow. Now I know I got to move this task to the next day. So really reflect in each day. Don't just don't like close the day out. You know, don't finish, finish strong. I know you're tired. I know you want to go home. You want to see, you know I mean, you get that. For me, I, I want to run home and spend time with my daughter, spend time with my wife. But to close my laptop and not journal is it's that's not a good thing. So for me, I'm going to I'm going to take all I did today, all I did that day and say, OK, was I productive? Did I get this done? What what can I do better tomorrow? I literally ask that question every day. What can I do better tomorrow? And that's what usually gets brought over to my task. And so I literally have an app that I have all my tasks on. I use day one, very popular journaling app. Okay, but I, cool. I, create a, I create a template of the, the big three that I need to do and that I create other tasks under that. And then I have my journaling entry right there. So each day I like, when I look at that spreadsheet, that's part of my task. And then I go look at my day one and say, okay, these are the, this is a big three. This is one of the big threes I want to get done today. So like today, this interview was one of my big threes. I know is, you know, brother Shaw was hounding me getting this done. Um, you know, if I didn't do this today, it would get pushed on to the next day and the next day. So it's one of my big three. So I start there. I stay productive. And each day I look at that. I look at that to-do list. Um, well, I think a, f- a famous quote is what doesn't get written do- down doesn't get done. Yeah. And I live by that. Like I, for, for me in this position, a whole bunch of different tasks will bombard my desk and I have to write them down and I'll do them. So I'll schedule them out. I'll do them. Yeah. I, I have, I've, I've got to, I got to follow something similar and um, I, I have ADHD too. You know, sometimes people are surprised when they, you know, they, they hear that, but I really do. It's like, I have squirrel yeah. brain, bro. And uh, I have to, I have to uh, kind of dump everything down, especially I, I just went through a major life transition uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And and I was just recently elected as senior pastor of my wow. local church awesome. and started, um, started the first of January was kind of like my day one. And yeah. um, with that came, um, nearly every role on our leadership team shifted just because when my dad, who I worked with became, you know, Bishop and, and kind of a pastor emeritus kind of role. And I stepped into senior pastor, you know, all, all of, all of our other roles with the exception of three, um, shifted. And, uh, and so, uh, I, I'm good friends with Ryan Franklin from the POA and he has something called Great the Christian guy. leader. Oh, phenomenal dude. He's got something called the Christian leader blueprint and the Christian leader community. And I, um, I'm on, I'm on that. And then I read his book and the, one of the great things I took away from working with him as a coach and his book is the idea of this like weekly site plan, which yeah. I call my capacity plan. And unfortunately I didn't get one done this, this week, but it's okay because I knew all the things I had to get done this week. They were already planned out, but it's, it's the same for me. There's so many things that fly your head as, as a leader and and whether you work at headquarters or you're a senior pastor or you're, or you're a bivocational student pastor that the key and, and there really is no, I've tried a lot of apps and stuff. There really is no magic bullet. There are just tools that you've got to like consistently and faithfully use. 
in order to keep everything straight, you know, st straight in your head and then surround yeah. yourself if you can with the right, with the right people yeah. to, to balance out for your, you. your strengths. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. What works for you for like, that's my thing. Like another app yeah. might not work for somebody else. You know, yeah. I might use day one, you know, brother Sean might use something else. You know, Adam might use something else. I'll say this. I'll, I'll uh, give you a little snippet. I was, I didn't, I didn't plan on telling this. This is kind of part of my testimony. Um, growing up, I had a learning disability. So um, from elementary, high school, you know, college, and I was in special ed. And so I struggled, I struggled with reading, right? I struggled reading elementary, middle school, high school. And so some of the processes that I have in place is because I have this weakness. And so you really need to know your strengths and weaknesses. If Absolutely. you know, it's productivity and like, I read a book a week. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do that to brag or to tell. It's literally a weakness of mine. And if I don't, I struggle with reading. And, and most people are like, you know, you know, I can't tell or I, you know, you know, growing up I had a stutter, you know, I had a you know, speech impediment. But if you don't work on those things, you don't know your weakness, you can't get better. Yeah. So if like productivity, that's why it's so key for me, because if I don't have the systems in place, I know I'll fall behind. And so that's what you have to know what works for you. You have to know your weakness. Absolutely. And one of the things that's was so cool for me to learn is, is, you know, um, you know, feeling at times, cause I had such a hard time focusing and, and, um, unless I was like, became hyper-focused on something. And when I, when I yeah. did, like, I, I became like, it was like, you couldn't peel me away. Yeah. Right. So no matter what happened. Didn't matter what, like a bomb yeah. could be going off in the room yep. and I could be letting you know all you needed to know about the anaerobic processed uh, <laughs> coffee we're about to have. And you're like, hey, the building's on fire. I'm like, yeah. hold up. I've got 30 so more grams of water to pour in. Uh, we need to maintain <laughs> consistent flow rate. And 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 so I, I had like this this, you know, you talk about finding the the systems and stuff that work for you. Mm. And I, I kind of would be like, man, I'm not like other people that are just like they, they got they're so on top of everything. Yeah. And then I found out that all of the other people that were so on top of everything were so on top of everything because they had systems in place. And Amen. it was like I thought I was like. I was aware of what strengths I had. I wasn't walking yeah. around thinking I was, you know, nobody or anything like that. I, I trust in the Lord. I know he loves me. And, but there was yeah. like, just, I'm like, man, they're like at this level and I'm like at this level. And then it just kind of clicked. It's like, no, they use systems because yeah. nobody or very exactly. few people can keep everything. They will be out of balance in some place and in some area of their life if they don't have good systems. And then when I just realized, yeah. oh, all they need to do is find the system that works for me and yeah. my gifts and my and weaknesses and, follow and, just, and just do it and just and just do yeah. it. And once I get that, we're good. Like we're good. Yeah. And so that, you know, every fellow youth pastor who uh, suffers from attention deficits, which in my experience, traveling and, 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 preaching youth camps surrounded by youth workers working at youth camps for, Oh my goodness. Uh, 12 going on 12 30, years now, 30 years, uh, 30, 40, <laughs> 50, you know, 65 years, 65 years of preaching youth camps. Uh, like 
we all have them. It's like, it's all a certain yeah. personality type. Like there's very few people. They're going to be able to be like, Hey, you want to know what we should do at midnight on a Thursday night in a remote area campground, have gross out games or a talent show and yeah. make fun of kids. <laughs> it's people. It's all yeah. people that have yeah. squirrel brain. And so listen to everybody listening. You're talking to two guys that, you know, in one way or another had their own productivity struggles. Yeah. And, you know, we found a way to function at yeah. pretty pretty decent level you know yeah. you know you're 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 in your role working at world headquarters and and i'm yeah. i'm doing the things that i'm doing and it's your whatever you're dealing with it's an explanation but it's not an excuse for you not become yeah. the best that you can be 100 you can find ways to mitigate does that make sense bro yeah you know what i was thinking and i i want to be real for the listeners and i yeah. know as a young person uh, growing up i grew up in you know, in church, was born in church. And so, so there's this perception of people at headquarters are like, or people are great preachers or great ministers. And you just like, they're so, they're like on a different level. We feel that, right? We feel like they're unattainable. Like we, they're just untouchable. Like how can I, you know, how can I even like come close to Brother Bernard? It's not a competition or, you know, our Brother Graham, he's just incredible. But I'm finding out real quick, and I should have known this, you know, traveling around and preaching around already, is they're they're normal people. Yeah. They're normal people. And you know what it is? They work hard. They work hard with their relationship with God. They work hard with their Bible reading. They work hard with their devotion. They're they're nothing different than me and you or somebody listening on this, you know, this podcast. They work hard. They're yeah. studying the Bible. They're they're spending time in prayer. They're they're focusing on these systems. And so, like, if somebody's listening, and they're feeling like, I can't do that, or I'll never I'll never be like that preacher. I'll never be like that individual. I I can't be a youth minister like you know this individual. You can find that system that works for you. Put in the hard work. We're all on the same level of ground. It just matters the hard work that you put in. Yeah. Now I want to shift gears a little bit and yeah, and. Yeah and talk about marketing and social media and promotions. Cause you know, your, your role is all about communication and promoting things, getting young people and the United Pentecostal church as a whole, kind of like really excited about the stuff that's happening at YM in the kingdom of God. And so I got some questions along the lines of like communication yeah, and social go. media. And so we kind of drill down and give, give some actionable content for, for youth workers and youth pastors right now. So, what is from your examination like what is hot right now what is what is popular right now on social media what is capturing people's mm -hmm. uh attention i think we're me and me and you adam we're talking about this off off the record and i think it's one of the most exciting times in this marketing or promotion world in this young people because what is succeeding and what's trending and what's being really engaged is authentic content, which is wild to me because like, I love the high quality stuff. I love the, you know, the greatest camera you can find, but it's weird to me that the, the videos that trend the highest on social media are phone videos, grainy videos, um, un, you know, no, you know, quality, but the story behind that video is authentic. And so the young people of this generation, they can, they can sm smell you. They can smell a mile yeah. away if you're yeah. not authentic. Yeah. So one thing that's doing the best on social media is being real. Not, 
not showing a fake self. I, I think this is so funny, the time that we live in now, because we have AI, right? We have ChatGPT. We have all these tools that are making content so much easier to produce and create. But there's almost a phoniness about it, right? That there's a un, you know, AI. It's it's not real, right? But what people are gravitating is, you know, human to human content. They're 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 looking for a real relationship. They're looking for authentic content, telling the story. Like I could create this. You know, Kyle has this all put together. Kyle is this well put put together system and productivity. But what people gravitate is to a testimony, to a real story that I was in special ed all the way through high school. And I finally got out of special ed and graduated college with almost a 4.0. And what people gravitate is to that story. They want to know, wow, look what God did. You know, look what God. And so for me, what trends the best is real stories, you know, transformative stories, right? People love seeing people get baptized. People love seeing that transfer, like someone being saved, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what people love seeing. Like they love seeing a, a P7 testimony. And it might not be the, you know, it drives me crazy, Adam, is like I might design something in Photoshop and it might take me an hour and it looks so good. But then a random uh, iPhone video that's just, or a photo or just something that took a couple minutes, but has a better story, does so much better online. Yeah, I, I, um, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I went through the stats on my own Instagram page the other day and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what, what reels work? Cause I had some like podcast shorts and, and yeah. I thought, man, you know, it's going to be this. And I had this, I had these couple of these guests and like my number one video was when I was in like North of Sydney, Australia in the middle of nowhere at a youth camp and the altar call started like just going crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a ton of Fijian teenagers and young adults and yeah. Samoan, you know, young adults and stuff. And they started singing and, um, and like, you know, some of the traditional Pentecostal Fijian songs and started dancing. And it was, it was, and I was like in the middle of the altar call surrounded by three professional rugby players that just got the Holy ghost. And wow. they, like, yeah, and I'm five and a half feet tall. These guys are <laughs> killers, bro. And, and so, and they're just like going mental and people are jumping around and, and running around the church. And yeah. it was just like, it was 60 seconds of, of me just spanning my, my phone, capturing that moment. And I was like, oh, let's, let's I'll, I'll put this on Instagram. So yeah, my mom can see it. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. that ended up getting like, like thousands of views and it blew my mind and it goes exactly to what you're saying. It was like people, they want to feel like they're immersed in something. They're a part of something that's real. That's authentic. Cause we all know that we took 10,000 selfies before we posted the one that we actually liked. And so if something feels more real and less produced, it's more believable. I actually got a funny story about that. It is is so true. This is, this happened to me at Canada. Actually, I was on an AYC trip. I can't believe I'm telling this story. <laughs> the, the host, um, the host caught this video of me. I had to do this is when me and my wife were youth presidents of Michigan, and I had to do a promo for HYC. And honestly, bro, I could not get together. I recorded a clip, and it was just something simple like, "Hey guys, join join us for HYC. It's coming up." Like you know, a promo video. 
literally I was recording this in the courtyard of a hotel and the host was in there like recording from the lobby and just seeing me recording, stopping the video, recording again, going over like 10 takes. And he came to me after he's like, Hey bro, it took you 20 takes for that. I'm like, yeah. And so <laughs> it's, it's stuff like that. Literally people, yeah. people know when it's produced, people know when like yeah, yeah, you yeah. just have it all together. And sometimes we just have to put that aside and say, Hey, I'm going to show my real self. I'm going to yeah. take a moment and be like, you know what? This is what I'm nothing special. You know, as a youth pastor that's listening to us as a youth worker, be yourself. That's what God called you to be. Yeah. You know, he didn't call you, he didn't call you to be another Josh Carson or brothers, brother Graham. He called you to be you. He didn't call Paul. He didn't call Peter. He called you for this season. So be okay with the skin that, you know, and that's what people are looking for. They're looking for authentic connections. And you kind of already touched on this a little bit um, when talking about increasing engagement, but um, yeah. But so we talked about what's kind of hot right now. What's popular right now yeah. is leaning more into that authentic side, leaning, you know, less polished, less varnished, yep. more authentic. That's what captures people. Uh, what should student pastors and youth workers be doing to increase engagement on that like authentic yeah. content they're trying to put out there? You're, you're going to hate this. And I hate saying this, but it's frequency. Right. Yep. And so if it's authentic content that people are looking for, people are also looking to join that story infrequently, right? So what's cool is if it's authentic, if it's real, it's going to take less time to create that content, but more people are looking to intake it. More people are trying to get into that story because they want it. What's crazy right now, the things that are trending so well on social media are these like um, camper transformation. Like this young person takes this RV and they're like part one and it could be like 30 seconds, right? And they're like ripping out the side of the camper. And then like, I, I've been there, you've been there scrolling on reels, right? And then you're like, I'm yeah. looking for part two when they're putting like the wood burner and the stove in there. Well, that's what, that's what youth workers need to do and youth pastors need to do. They need to tell that part two of your, that story of their youth group. And for that, clearly it's going to be a little hard to, or harder to put that together, but it might be like, Hey, this week, this happened. And you list A, B, and C. Next is what, what we're going to do is we're going to deal with this topic and go just be authentic. They're looking for that story. It doesn't have to be long. Like we've seen yeah. that, you know, that engagement really increased after like 20 seconds to 30 seconds. So that intake, we know our attention span is limiting, right? But that's what's really working is authentic, frequent content. So I'm asking like what's doing well is posting every day. And that's hard and that's overwhelming, but that's what's, this was working really well as posting every day. Cool. Um, what should we stop doing? So we've talked about like, Hey, this authentic, personal, real, less polished, less filtered frequency, short yeah. videos. Like this is what you should be doing. Be yourself, be you, be yeah. real, show what your minister is really like, give something that's helpful and usable that people want to engage and do it in a way that is expected so the you know you're mm -hmm. you're showing up people's yeah, feet expecting we got we got we got what we should be doing all right let's you know talk to us you know marketing's your thing communications yep. creativity is your thing what's this when you open your phone and you see a student ministry do this you're just like oh stop yeah wow why i think for me so you hear me saying frequency right and you're like okay now i gotta post all the time right i gotta post more but don't post for post's sake when you're creating a post, when you're creating a content, take a step back and just ask yourself, why am I creating this? 
or why am I posting this? Mm-hmm. Even on your personal self, I think this works for you know a, a, a personal you know engagement or why you're doing something. Am I just posting this for myself? Am I posting this for a prideful thing? Right? Am I trying to show like I got ten people and that, this is fine. Like this is a great story. I got ten people that receive the Holy Ghost, but is that a prideful post? Right? Really have a filter on like okay. I know I'm saying multiple things here, but don't post for post sake. Like let every post be, have a reason. Let every post have, like I'm posting this because it has a point. It has, I want, I want to engage with this community. I want to engage with this audience, but then put it through a filter of, is it bragging? Is it, is it prideful? Is it, I'm, I'm just talking about numbers because it's not all about numbers. You're going to find out, you know, you know, God cared about the one and you're going to find out that people like, Love the stories about a bunch of people in you know Australia getting the Holy Ghost, right? But people yeah. also like that one young person being baptized from school, right? And so also figure out what is a, a prideful, you know, filter that. You know, is this a prideful post if it's not? I think we need to do that more. Sometimes I think we just post something and we don't think of like how is somebody else going to take this? You know, how I is think, somebody else going to understand that? Man, that's so good. I, I was, you know, I was listening to a social media guy. Um, he, he works in the church space and mm. he's, he's from Niagara Falls actually. And, uh, oh, nice. and, and I was listening to him. He's got, he's got a pretty big podcast and, and social media following. And one of the things kind of speaking to what you were saying is he said, you know, where sometimes ministries fall short is they're constantly talking about themselves as opposed mm. to sharing content yeah. that their viewers would find helpful and engaging. He's like, they may not care about you promoting the really cool thing that you worked really hard on, but, but if you give them, and, and this is where he was advocating, you know, if you record your sermons, whether the audio or video, uh, you've got hours of content that can be cut up into reels that speak to yep. pain points in people's lives and, and that are shareable. And, and so I, I like, it, it goes exactly to what you were saying. You're saying it's like, Hey, wh- mm-hmm. why are we posting this? What's, what's this all about? Are we trying to talk yep. about ourselves? So the people go, man, yeah. you know, that's, we're really cool. Are we trying to talk to other student pastors so we can kind of like flex on them a little bit yeah. or are we making our posts you know, for the young adult in college or the teenager, the senior in high school that's scrolling through Instagram on their phone in the library because they're bored and they're going to see something about our youth group and they're going to want to go, oh, wow, I want to be I want to be a part of yeah. that. And I think that tone shift. I mean, we're so savvy now with messaging, right? It's hard to pull the wool over Gen Zers eyes when it comes to marketing because yeah. they've grown up in this digital yeah. age where they're they've marketing themselves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they just haven't seen Frosted Flakes be marketed. They've seen like, you know, their exactly. older brother Everything. marketed, older sister with duck lips, you know, in the bathroom, yep. take a thousand selfies. And they're like, ah, what's this about? Is this about you or is this about something to do with me? And if wow. it's something that speaks that's to so them, good. you know, I feel like that's a way that social media can be used more, more effectively. Does that make sense? I yeah. mean, you're the marketing guy. That- oh, man, I think that's so, so real. I think, like you said, we're, we're dealing with a generation that has grown up with this. Yeah. We used to have this generation that they didn't grow up with a phone, right? Then it, we, we've been there. They, they're, yeah. they got 10 years under the belt. They've seen it. And I think it's so unique. And this is, this is my background because like, 
I started a company when I was in my 20s doing digital marketing. And it's funny how the big brands, you can go look at the big brands. For some reason, they don't post about their product. They post about lifestyle. And that's really what people are caring about. They want to care about the Christian lifestyle. They care about receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. They care about being baptized. They care about living a holy life. And we think like we got to paint this picture of like, oh, we got to mix this message and and have it a little softer. This is what people are looking for. They're hungry. These young people are looking for a real story. These young people are looking for a a real, you know, relationship with God. And so that's what we got to post about. That's what we have to communicate. Like, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like to read the Bible every day. You know, just don't. Yeah, I can, I can spend hours on this, but the lifestyle, that's what people are looking for. The story, that's what people are looking for. Well, I mean, we've, we've seen the fruit of it in my own church. So um, we had, you know, a young adult in our church. She um, she got saved, came out of, yeah. you know, Canada is very post-Christian. So I uh, came mm-hmm. out of came out of like witchcraft and new age and, and just wow. just a messed up kind of kind of spiritual background. And the Lord just rescued her. And so she started like sharing her testimony about getting the Holy Ghost and and getting baptized and um and it was you know just putting it out on Instagram and and it was just real I mean and 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 there was another at the same time there was this guy in a, another young adult in in our city who mm. had just gone through an absolute tragedy his his friend had had died and died in his arms and 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 it was awful and uh he ends up going to like this bro this story is crazy but it just goes to show yeah. you it speaks to what you're saying it's like yeah. he goes to this fortune teller this witch and because he wants to talk to his dead friend he's so grieving he's not over it his his buddy literally was murdered and died in his arms and he wants to go and try to contact his his and he walks into this he walks into this, which it sounds like a Carmen song from the nineties, yeah. but he like walks into this, this like fortune teller's office or whatever. I don't yeah. know if they call it an office, never been to one. Uh, and, uh, and, and says, Hey, I want to talk to my friend. And for some reason she starts saying, you need to go to church. You need to go to church. You need to go wow. to church. And so he goes on Instagram and tries to find churches in my city in Hamilton. Yeah. And would you know it? He comes across her video. He comes to church. He gets baptized. He receives the Holy Ghost. He brings his buddy Mason. Mason gets the Holy Ghost and he gets baptized. And then he brings Jake and, and, and another buddy. And then he brings James, all of those dudes and got baptized yeah. Tim we got baptized two weeks ago um and and you know we're, we're talking about how God can use his life yeah. and it started off from somebody literally opening their their phone to like the front facing camera and saying this is who I was and this is yeah. who Jesus this made me story. to be and that yeah. was it and it was that kind of real authenticity not perfect not polished not multi-camera shot just like Hey, I want you to know this is what it, this is what it's like. And yeah. um, I, the funny thing for me, it's like, why are we surprised? Like, I know we're trying to figure this out, but like the Bible talks about saved by their testimony. 
Yeah. This story, that's what we're trying to tell is the story of our lives. Like I, our church has that same thing. Our, our church that we come from, we didn't have the best cameras. We didn't have the best live stream, but we knew we had to put something out there. Right. But we knew we had that authentic real service. Right. And a young person in Saginaw seen that we're an apostolic church that believed in oneness and believed in the Holy ghost and baptism. And they're like, I need that. Yeah. Fast forward. She baptized her whole family. That's amazing. And it's just because that's like, it wasn't clean. It wasn't the best content. It wasn't 4k cameras, but it was a, a sermon on line that she watched that pricked her heart and said, I need that move of God in my life. And that that's what people are, are looking for. I, I'm teaching a Bible study right now to a, a marketing director uh, of like a 0.001% real estate company and a brokerage yeah. and, 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 and like one of the top, like in the top, top of, yeah. of all of Canada. And, you know, they got 4k scene cameras and mm. cause they're doing tons of content creation. Yeah. And he's like the videos that get the most views and the greatest engagement and the greatest click throughs are not when I bust out the lighting, but when I, when I just put like my old Canon with a short throw lens on it and sit it wow. in front of my boss and he just talks, he just talks. Yeah. And that's it. And, and he's like, that's what on Instagram, that's what gets people. And so there's, yeah. there's, there's the spiritual, emotional, and then there's that, you know, that tactical reasons like, Hey, we, we had the, not just church people. We're talking like people that yeah. are selling 60, $70 million in real estate. And when they show up to a Bible study with me, they're like, Hey, we want to let you know that like, what's working for us is use your phone. Well, yeah. And you'll be good. And who doesn't have a good phone? I mean, everybody's got a good exactly. phone. So we got a good phone. You can have great yeah. social media for your youth group. I, uh, I want to get mad and depressed all at the same time because like you, <laughs> for me, I'm like, I'm a perfectionist. Like I want the best quality. Yeah, yeah, and then you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, let me just pull my phone out. <laughs> but then it's also phone. exciting. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Last question. Listen, man, I, I know you're busy. It's probably the craziest time of your life right now. And so I'm so thankful that you've taken um, about an hour out of your day to to chat with all the you know youth workers and youth pastors and the UPCI that, that listen to this. One last question. We talked about a lot of different things. Um, what are you most excited about when you think about apostolic student ministry? Like, you get up in the morning and you start thinking about the possibilities that come from student ministry right now in, in 2024, mm -hmm. like what, what fires you up and gets you excited? What gets me most excited is about this generation. For me, I, I, as a pastor, I think you feel this is the hunger in this generation is just crazy out of this world. Yeah. Never felt that hunger before in any other generation. And I think it's, it goes down to that wanting authentic relationships this generation is ready. That's what I'm so excited for. And that's, I feel that burden on my shoulders because they want more. They're hungry for more. They're hungry for a greater, uh, you know, event for a deeper event for hunger, for more preaching, hungry for more, you know, ministry opportunities, hungry for the word. And so that's what I'm, it's, it's a huge job and it's massive because we got to create resources for them and we have to create content for them. Yeah. But my goodness, how more exciting is it to have a, a audience and a group of young people that says, I'm hungry for the things of God more than ever. 
And that that's what wakes me up in the morning excited every day. I tell that to my wife. I told my wife this this morning. It's amazing that we get to do this every single day. It's the honor that we get to serve these young people of this great organization every day. Like it's just because I feel the burden and I feel the hunger of these young people. That's honestly that's what excites me the most about this. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for being on the YM Leadership Podcast today. It's it's yes. great to have you as our first guest of 2024. Awesome. Hope you have a great day. Yes, thanks, Adam.